you watch uh, Titans Tube, you might know Justin, Caleb's little counterpart. <laughs> little counterpart. I'm Justin's little counterpart. Excuse <laughs> you. But Justin and I have been friends since kindergarten. Huh? Can anyone top that? Over 30? Well, no, not quite. Yeah, it's still pretty cool, though, that y'all been friends for that long. <laughs> yeah, since kindergarten. But, and this was the longest y'all had gone without seeing each other since kindergarten. Since kindergarten. That's another mind-blowing thing. Yeah. Been, like, over a year. It's, like, a year and a half. Yeah. But Justin flew out to Phoenix, and we were, like, because, <laughs> so he'd been wanting, or we've been trying to get him to come visit us, and we worked out, like, hey, we're going to be in Arizona. Why don't we just meet up in Phoenix on this week? And he was, like, okay. So he yeah. flies to Phoenix, and we're like, oh, hey, we're actually in Sedona. Can you drive up here Can you us? rent a car and drive two hours north? Sedona's like two hours drive north. of, And he was like, sure. So that yes. was awesome. Yes. So Justin came out and met us, and we had an awesome time with Justin in Sedona. We were found this awesome spot with this beautiful red rock view in front of us, mountains behind us that the sun would set behind. The moon would, like, rise up. It was, like, more like the mountains in front of us and red rocks behind us. Depends on which way you're looking. Yeah, depends on... I was looking at the road, so... Oh. Yeah. I was looking at the sunset. Depends on which way you're looking. But yes, <laughs> Red Rocks on one side, mountains on the other. And first night he gets there, we're just kind of hanging out in the van, and we're like, hey, the Grand Canyon's <laughs> only two and a half hours away from here. You have to go to the Grand Canyon when it's two and a half hours away. Yeah, we hadn't even thought of it. And, we're, and I was, we, I feel like one day I was like, wait, how far are we from the Grand Canyon? Mm-hmm. Because that people travel across the world to see that thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if we're just so accessible, I feel like we have to go see it. Justin never seen the Grand Canyon. I had never seen the Grand, Grand Canyon. And apparently, in a former life, you have seen the Grand Canyon. <laughs> in my current life, I have seen the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. But you know who else hasn't? Jet and Kona. This is one of the funniest things <laughs> for me to just like contemplate and think about is all the places we've been, all the things we've seen, our dogs have seen as well. And I just think it's, I find it so just humorous that like all the shit that they get to see and it doesn't really mean anything to them. It is humorous. So we ended up going to see the Grand Canyon one day. It was and like a two and a half hour drive. And we're like, mm-hmm. let's just do it tomorrow. Wake up, have breakfast, go like... We feel like we would miss out on the opportunity if we didn't all drive up there and see it, especially with uh, <coughs> our good friends. Mm-hmm. And so, and the dogs. And yeah, we were walking around the Grand Canyon. I'm like, Jet, this is, I mean, you're nine and a this half, bro. Climax. I was like, this is probably going to be the climax of your life. I don't know anywhere else mm-hmm. we're going to travel to that is going to top this moment for you. And he just worries about barking at all the other dogs and the humans there. And I'm like, just look to your right. <laughs> Yes. There is a Grand Canyon. <laughs> also, I will throw this little nugget in there. I do. So we went to the south rim of the Grand Canyon, and I do think it was, for a national park, it was really dog-friendly. Like, they got to walk and go a lot of places. They don't get to go, obviously, on, like, the the trails. They go down into the canyon. But, like, I didn't feel limited by having them there with me. Well, which... we weren't going on the trails down into the we canyon. We didn't have time. Like, well, yeah. And it would take a lot of planning, I think. If yes. You, you got to come prepared to do that. It's not just like you stumble upon a national park and you're like, oh, let's try this hike or this hike. Like, you got to know in advance no, if you want to do those Grand Canyon hikes. Other than that, you're just, like, walking along the, the touristy rim. rim of but the, the, the rim is long, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's super like, long. Um, there are parks I've been to with the dogs and I felt super limited by, it's like, oh, they can only walk on the pavement. And in some parks that's like, like the Tetons. Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. The Tetons is not dog friendly. In some parks. I'm Understandable. Like, I'm bears. Like, no, it makes sense. Like I get it. I bears get it. Bears and moose. But it was just nice that there was a lot of pavement for them to walk on. I didn't feel like I missed out on seeing any parts of the Grand Canyon that I wanted to see in that moment. 
So it was good. If you have dogs and you're wanting to go to the Grand Canyon, don't let them hold you back. Still go. Yeah, still go. Um, But there's a lot to see at the Grand Canyon. You could spend, I mean, we were just going for a day. We knew. We were there for like four hours. Yeah, and and honestly, I'll give it to the Grand Canyon too. You immediately come across like three signs and it's like, what to do at the Grand Canyon Mm -hmm. if you have one to two hours, three to five hours, a full day. And it's like, oh, hey, we're going to be here for one to three hours ish. Mm -hmm. Let's do all that stuff. Yeah. And so we did. And it was, it felt like we got. It was really user friendly. Very user friendly. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. <laughs> so we did that. We saw the Grand Canyon. We saw... Guys, we saw the Grand Canyon. <laughs> we kept having that moment. of like, once we got back, we were like, we just well, went to the Grand Canyon. Yeah. And it was just like so casual. Like the yeah. night before, it's like, hey, we were talking about what to do. And it's like, we could go to the Grand Canyon. See, and that's then... one of the cool things about van life is you can just casually do that. You can casually be like, hey, we're two and a half hours from the Grand Canyon. Let's go there tomorrow. Whereas there are people. Who <laughs> Let's just go do that tomorrow. They plan, which you have to. It makes sense. They have to plan. Like the first time I went, a whole trip. And it's yes. like this big thing. And it's not just a casual the night before, hey, let's go there. So that's one of the cool things I so think yes, about the, van life. Seeing the Grand Canyon was not casual, but the way it just <laughs> came about to where, yeah, that's part of, you mentioned it perfectly, van life just ha- naturally lets you be accessible to these things. Like, I, I mean, we are five minutes outside the Joshua Tree National Park entrance right mm-hmm. here, staying on free land. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is our backyard now. We can hop in the Joshua Tree anytime we want on National mm-hmm. Park. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, it's just that accessibility is here, and uh, it's. I hope we take advantage of it. I think we are up to this point, at least. I hope so. I feel good about it. <laughs> so we did that. We did the next couple of days. We did like a hike in Sedona with Justin. We went to Bell Rock, which is an energy vortex. If you don't know what energy it is, vortex. look it up. Basically, all you'll read is some people believe they feel... You know, they feel good energy. They feel some vibrations there. Some people don't. That's pretty much all you'll read if you look it up. Um, But, yes, yes, we went and hiked that with the dogs once again. It was really cool. There are lots of great hikes to do in Sedona. We also – And they're all, like – they're all literally right outside the town of Sedona. That's the cool thing about Sedona. Like, the minute you step foot outside of, like, the furthest boundary of house, it's, like, wilderness and hikes. Mm -hmm. And that's – not far outside the and city. And there are some hikes, like in the, I mean, some houses in that wilderness, which are really cool. Yes. They just look beautiful. Sedona is a very mystical, magical spot. <laughs> if you've never been, I would highly recommend it. Yes. Highly. So Justin hangs out with us for a little bit. He leaves. And that is when, once he's gone, we just stayed in that same area we had been staying with him because it was great. It was beautiful. The weather wasn't horrible. I don't know. We just, I don't know. We f- I felt called to stay there. Like, we didn't have anywhere we had to be. We could have, of course, gone and explored somewhere new, but I was just like, I think I want to just stay here for a little bit. I was thinking I was just a little tired from traveling before. Well, the last, like, month and a half have been traveling or just having to be places, and we had never just had a few weeks where it's, like, where the weather kind of catered to it as well, as well as, like, our schedule to be like, okay, we can just kind of stay here for a little bit. I mean, honestly, since the early month or two of van life when we were in, like, Twin Lakes or, yeah, Moab, Um, there's only like very specific instances where we kind of had that time to be like, Hey, we have a few weeks. The weather's nice. Let's just stay here. Let's live here and not try to travel a lot. (laughs) So we did. And I am so, so, so glad we did. Staying there allowed us to meet our neighbors around us. Who were also all staying there. The same amount of time. Pretty much. They were all kind of there for at least like <laughs> a week. All nomads. All nomads. All of them. Everyone 
just different and really, really cool and unique in their own way. And we got to become really, really close with our neighbors. We started having... Not even intentionally. No, it just happened so naturally. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's common for you to, like, meet your neighbors and say hi, maybe learn their names Mm -hmm. and, like, talk for a little bit. And then sometimes that's kind of it. And, I mean, these interactions started that way, but then they just kept naturally kept growing and kept building on themselves we literally became like a neighborhood we did in like a week of everyone and you know like four or five different kind of groups of people Mm -hmm. like uh living out of different things we had from a van to a renovated airstream to a pull behind uh uh, to a little i don't know like a teardrop yeah like a trailer camper to someone just sleeping in a tent Uh (laughs) yeah to uh even met some little weekend warriors out of like a the tent on the roof of a car that came in Uh one day and it and it kind of be so we all we just started calling it a neighborhood we became a community yeah it became a little desert community Mm -hmm. that just popped up so organically because we were all just in the same area and just happened to be like hey we're all just staying here and also, what fed into it, it was Thanksgiving week. Yeah, I, I think, think that played a huge part. Yeah, I honestly, think we're all kind of like a hey, reason to gather. A reason to gather, as well as um, the. I don't think even when Justin got here, it was a thing yet. But uh, the fire ban was lifted in Arizona, yes. so all of a sudden everyone could have campfires. Mm-hmm. And we started, like, you just naturally gather around a campfire. Especially if it's a little chilly, you just, you go to it. It's welcoming. It's inviting. Well, it's like we would kind of just, like, look out our back windows and see, oh, look, they have a fire. And we would just kind of, like, go walk over there and just, and I feel yeah, like. Yeah, it's like we had talked to them. Let's go over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. I'm really glad we decided to stay because those friendships, those relationships that we created, you know, those type where you're just like, okay, this isn't... And we all said it, like, when we were saying goodbye to each other, like, it's not goodbye. Like, we're definitely going to see each other again, especially with our lifestyle. Yes. But also, it just, it felt that way internally, too. Just like, I know this isn't, like, a one-time thing. Yeah. Thanks for being here. I'm happy I met you. It was like, no, thanks for being here. I've had to meet you. I'll see you next time. I mean, like, I'll yeah. See you it later. was to the point where, you know, the cool thing about it to, like, where we grew in a week or came together, it's like... Because I remember the last day, I'm like, when did we officially meet these people that <laughs> we, and we started talking to all of them? And it's like, that was eight days ago. A week ago, a yeah. A week ago. And to where the last morning where we were actually leaving to start coming out to Joshua Tree at like seven in the morning, everyone was awake to say goodbye to mm-hmm. everyone. And it's mm-hmm. like, that was a special mm-hmm. time. Yeah. One of the coolest things that I don't want to go amiss that we got to experience with that group is the night of the full moon. It was a Sunday night. We had a fire, of course, and we decided to do a drum circle that night. I've never been to a drum circle. Caleb's never been to a drum circle. Um, a couple of people in the group had, but it was one of the coolest experiences. We literally just all sat around the fire. We didn't have drums, so, but two people in the, in our community we had, had, let's do shit, Home Depot. <laughs> had Home Depot buckets. <laughs> so we flipped those over and used those as drum instruments. Um, we made some, we called, we gave them the title Jingle Jangles. Essentially it's a stick, like a wishbone shaped stick or a Y shaped stick. And we got some wire and tied it around the ends and strung the wire with beer bottle caps um, Which that was my, that was my only contribution to the, the jingle jangles yes. was I definitely helped provide the beer bottle caps <laughs> over the course of like from 
the Thanksgiving to Sunday night. Yes, we yes. provided lots of beer bottle caps once everyone, once the community formed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and we knew, I mean, we had been talking about this moon circle for a couple of days before, and someone had the idea to create these instruments. So she was asking everyone to save the bottle caps. So literally, it'd be like, oh, we need more bottle caps. Caleb, drink some more beer. <laughs> so we you were... definitely contributed. Yeah, oh, definitely. We we had enough bottle caps for three of them. Uh-huh. Yeah, we made three <laughs> jingle jangles. At least three jingle jangles. Not just one little wishbone. With, and one even had a double decker. So <laughs> double decker. A, yeah, a double decker string of uh, jingle jangly bottle caps. Jingle jangly goodness. So we made three jingle jangles. We had two Home Depot bucket drums. And then Caleb had his guitar. I had my ukulele. I think that was it for instrument We had another wise. guitar. Oh, yeah. And then another one of the guys in the group we had a guitar. Had vocals. We had, I turned my guitars over, the drum on it. There was endless amounts mm-hmm. of inspiration going on. It was really cool. Someone would just kind of start playing some sort, if they were on a guitar or ukulele, just some sort of like picking or strumming pattern. And then the drums would come in and the jingle jingles would come in. It was just a really cool, open, creative environment. I feel like for everyone to just kind of explore sound. And explore then you, sound, explore humanity. And then you look up and you see the full moon just shining bright down on you. Bright down. Bright down. It's like bright and bright I know. and one. Bright That's down That's what she you. was. She was both. <clears throat> it was really cool. It's definitely an experience I feel like is still the energy from that is still like reverberating in my body. Yeah, same. I don't even know how to describe it yet. I'm still trying to like process it because that was... Not even a week ago. I'm still like letting it sit, letting the reverberations like settle from it. But it was a, it was a magical time. Yeah. (laughs) A magical night and experience. Um, I think Thanksgiving was really cool too, Mm -hmm. which we didn't even mention. But yeah, we were like starting to get to know everyone. We all Mm -hmm. hung out like the night before around the fire. And then it was kind of like, hey, we should all do something for Thanksgiving. And all of a sudden, like even an hour before it's like hey are we gonna meet together and like put some food together and and it's becoming this like potluck around the fire and the food was so good i don't even know like we made some things and all of a sudden there was like food everywhere and (laughs) drinks and fire and laughter and community and like good times and then that just led into like a few days later having the full moon drum circle and all all of us experiencing that in a way that was a complete we were completely open-hearted and open-minded to each other and to the the energy around and it just like led to like six hours straight of just jamming of just mm-hmm. like vibing of just loving creating inspiring each other and yeah it felt like everyone in our little in the community like everyone was like giving a part of themselves and receiving parts of other people like the whole time it just felt like everyone being themselves giving what they had to give mm-hmm. and all the other people being open to receiving that and then also giving back. And it was just a constant flow of that. Like people from everywhere across the, mm-hmm. it was, it was cool. Yeah. It was really cool. <laughs> That's so. about it. If you want to hear more, you just got to come to one or we got to, <laughs> we'll have we'll, one. I'll have like way more to say about it every single week. Probably yeah, yeah. Because it's going to be it's one of those. Unpack experiences that just will stay with me for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. and and the cool thing about it too the the cap when we think about my time in Sedona like that was the full moon night and I think it was the second night Justin was there was the new moon Mm -hmm. and that was like at at least and we had stayed in the same spot um, for that whole like moon cycle and like the new moon night uh, uh, 
we would stay up to like 3 a.m. just with my camera outside, just shooting these incredible star pictures because it was Sedona is an international dark sky community. So when there was a new moon, I was like, Justin, we got to go try some photos because this might be the darkest sky you've ever seen in your life right mm-hmm. here, possibly, especially with the new moon. And it was amazing. And then just being able to like really feel the cycle of like we stayed in that same Sedona spot to where the full moon kind of journeyed us to the the climax of the the drum circle with strangers with not strangers with three nights ago we had had our first stranger fire with all these people <laughs> and then four nights three nights later we're having the most like intimate creative like freedom of space and mind and heart an drum expression. circle to an expression together in just like a unified existence and uh, um those that that moon cycle, new moon, full moon, will be unforgettable to me. Wow. And I didn't even know that was going to happen. I kept on being like, if I think back to the last two weeks, I had no idea the experiences I was about to have in Sedona. I don't know if it's the energy, if it was everything just feels like it came together naturally or organically for And the universe had her back and smiled upon us. And It was all orchestrated I, divinely. Those are bold words. Divinely. Yeah. I think it was. Orchestrated right. divinely. We'll save that for another comment. <laughs> <laughs> you, do you disagree? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'd use those words for it. Well, those words resonate with me, so that's what I'm going to use. So, we left Sedona. <laughs> we did. It was sad, but it was also time to move on. It felt... That was... We experienced so much, and we were there, like, numbered of days-wise for a long time. So, it felt like time to walk on from that chapter and take all of that with us. Yeah, I was actually getting the itch a little bit before. Another thing in van life and like being a nomad, like you've been staying, like it's nice to have those times where you can stay in one spot for a while, but eventually I kind of get the itch to like, all right, I've been here for a little bit. I want to move mm-hmm. on. You can mm-hmm. just like change areas, keep keep it fresh. But the ex- the over those two and a half to three weeks, the experience, the changing and evolving of the experiences and our time there kept things fresh um, kept things fresh to keep things like every day was new every i felt revised and revitalized and there was also some challenging times in there and in mm-hmm. like the whole two and a half weeks together was just whew, have i amazing yeah it was pretty good <laughs> it was pretty good i say it was pretty good i say I don't know where that voice comes from. I've never heard you do that one before. <laughs> wow. So now we are outside of Joshua Tree, a national park I have not been to. I know Neither that. Neither have I. I still have not seen the Joshua Tree either. They must be we having all the Joshua Trees here. literally inside the national park. You would think there'd, there'd be at least one or two out here, but no. So we got here yesterday, and we will go into the park either today or tomorrow and... After staying in the spot called Court Site. We did stop at Quartz. Quartz Site. Quartz Site. Not Court Site, as I thought it was called. Quartz, like a Quartz Site. Okay, should we move into some questions? I don't know. Did that catch everyone up on the last month? So much happened. It caught me up. I mean, yeah, it was two and a half weeks in Sedona. It felt like a lifetime, but uh, uh, amazing. Just want to thank all those people for the gifts you have given me and us and and times i will never forget arizona <laughs> you beautiful bastard <laughs> you're an amazing time right, and now we're gonna move on to cal- okay. we're gonna move on okay, okay. 
Can we talk about Cottonwood Pass again? No. <laughs> oh my god. I still have more to say. Oh, on about, that. I still have more to say about Moonflower. No. We'll save that for its own. Okay. Okay. No, you can't read the questions. I'm not. I'm looking at the time on the podcast. Okay. So some of these you can just answer fast. So these are Q and A's. These are Q and A's on Instagram. So took to Instagram throughout. Ask us any questions. It can be van life. It can be totally not van life. We are open books. Come read our books. Look, follow us on Instagram. I think we're going to, I don't know. I keep on saying we're going to try to be, like, more consistent. I don't know how to commit to the spaces we're, like, occupying right now in terms of not just being in our life. Well, and I know from my inconsistency is hard if my life isn't, like, super routine, which it's not. So I need to learn how to merge consistency with not routine. Or (laughs) just make it completely unroutine in both. And that's the consistency. I don't know. Playing no with routine. it. We're playing with it. Playing with it. Because there are times where it's like, oh, yeah, we could we can post every day and like we can be consistent. And then there'll be like a month where it's like, oh, my gosh, we didn't we, could, we didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. In that regard. Mm-hmm. Anyways. All right. So this one is kind of so going to be. These are questions. These are questions from Instagram. Thank you to everyone who responded to who reached out and asked something. You're awesome. I love you. First one. Celebrity crush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, weird. Um, I feel like I had one. You go first. I know yours. I'm trying to think who it is, though. I can't. I'm okay. blanking on that Mine one. Mine is Aaron Paul. I was going like very, my mind was very van life and I was caught off. They're going to be a little all over the place. Question. Um, I don't know. Who's a celebrity anyways? People we choose. <laughs> okay, Caleb's answer is Margot Robbie. It would have been. That was your last She's, answer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. I'll agree to that one. Okay, there we go. Margot Robbie and Aaron Paul. All right, is Kona a boy or a girl? We've had this talk a lot in Arizona because he's <laughs> met a lot of different people in Arizona. Kona. Oh my god. He looks uh, so cute right now. Physically is a male, but mm-hmm. we say he is very in tune. And balanced with his feminine energy. I think he's a little unbalanced with his feminine he energy. He might be. Well, maybe if you if you take body, mind, and spirit, it might all be balanced. Physically, he's a male. Yes. Uh, but, like, he does emotionally um, and just kind of, like, inner, his energy, actually, more than emotionally. It's just you feel he's very feminine. And, like, people we see on hikes. They people always call People who him first meet him, they're always, they always call him a girl. He's yeah. always called a girl. And so, we'll, like, we've started calling him she or like referring she, to her, her in the pronouns of like mm-hmm. her and she and we're just like well he's a male but he has a lot of feminine yeah, energy i think people get confused because if people knew him before they know him as a male because we didn't start calling him her until like fan life pretty much um and then people we meet they'll hear us call him both they'll be like <laughs> wait is he a guy or a girl so we do call him both. I definitely call him her more than you do, I would say. It just feels right. It's an energy thing. I don't know. I've never... I think it's because I've been around him so much, being in the van. I just really have delved fully into who he is and his energetic makeup. And he's it just speaks like the, to me. the gentlest spirit and is very in tune with, like, I think, the energies of the people around him. From us to yeah. strangers, he can, like, read them and, and feel them. And I feel like he's a very nice touch that is almost like a... A feminine touch. Yeah. And uh, let's be real. I don't really real. know what that means, but. He pees like a girl, too, so that's really <laughs> where it all started. But he is a beautiful goddess. Yeah, yes. Is the, that's the best that's way to a, describe. He is a beautiful goddess. He is a beautiful goddess. All right. Here's a van life question. How much does it cost to live? 
how much does it cost monthly to live in a van? Ooh, we're trying to figure that out. I think <laughs> right now we're actually we're trying to be a little more uh, Stint, or um, frugal. Just aware, be- yeah. yes, because it's been because times are hard. But <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it depends on a lot of things. So for us, we had to take a loan out to um, buy this van. So we say like our monthly rent is the is monthly the payment we make on our loan. Some people just buy the van outright and don't have a payment on it. So that's obviously going to save you a few hundred bucks. But most people in some form or way are paying some type of like they financed Probably. it or loaned it out. So yeah. you have like a monthly payment there, but that monthly payment is way lower way... than any rent we've paid. Yeah. Well, any rent we've paid in Denver. Way and lower. most of Nashville. No, except our, our rent first Nashville prom. wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. But, but anyways, it's definitely like, like half. Of... It's less than half. Of what we were paying in Denver. For the last, like, three years. So, that's been great. Um, And then, I mean, it kind of depends on where you want to spend your money. There's, like, obviously a ton of, like, awesome gadgets and cool things you can have in the van that are nice and expensive and do their job really well. We've only bought one of those things, I would say, since we moved in out of necessity. Remus or Dom? Oh, I guess I was talking about Dom, but Remus, too. You just kind of got to pick and choose how you want to spend your money. You can do it really, really cheaply. You can live super, super minimally, not have all the fancy things. And I mean, I would say you could easily do it just by living off of however much you want to drive. So gas, and then however much you want to spend on food. I would say we definitely spend more on food than a lot of people I know. We're very conscious of what we put into our bodies and well, food for us is a whole like lifestyle. It is. It's it's not just a meal. Or yeah. Something. It's not it's, just like oh, it's I'm hungry. how we are living. Yeah. Um, so that's another big thing that we spend on. But I would say you can keep it easily if you're not making any kind of van payment or loan payment. I would say you can make it easily like six hundred, seven hundred bucks a month. Yeah, I don't know. it's hard Depending to put a number on, on right now, but I think like the only bills we have to account for are like gas. I include mm-hmm. gas as a bill, which yeah, some months it's a cheap bill. The last Other month months... we have driven a lot. Like we drove from Colorado to Arizona, so. Yeah. But then we also hung out for three straight weeks without driving a lot yeah. in Sedona. So, yeah. so it's just kind of like whenever okay. we yeah. So far, man, we're in December now. <laughs> so what month is this in van life? For some reason, I keep on being like, yeah, we've been here in like for like three months. We're almost like six months in. Five. Five months in. And yeah. we're almost coming up on the year anniversary of buying the van. Yeah. But. But yeah, I would say it. the cost of living is totally up to you. It can be. I mean. The only bills like we have are gas, groceries, and then like phone bill. And the loan. And the loan. For yes. Us. But, yeah. that, but that's the variable yeah. is whether yeah. you have that or not. Yeah. And, like, yes, of course, like, I think of living in a house, you have, like, a water bill and you have electric bill. We don't have those. Yeah, we do have to pay for water whenever we go get it, but it's, like, never more than $5 for over 20 gallons. And then our electric bill would be our propane for our heater and our stove. Yeah, and that's cheap as well. And, and it lasts, that, like, two and a half months. Yeah, it lasts, like, two and a half months. And when it's empty, it's, like, less than $10 to fill up as well. So yeah. those don't even count as bills, like, in my mind. Also, the life is very, when we were talking about this recently with the friends we met who had just started, is like the first month is way more expensive. Yes. Because, yeah, you are being like, okay, we need this gadget and that gadget. Mm-hmm. It's expensive, but it's going to make the lifestyle. And it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yes. So if you view it as a marathon and you go into it, like the first, even moving into a new house, the first like mm-hmm. month is You're always buying, the most expensive. Yeah. You're buying stuff. Mm-hmm. You, you discover stuff you need, the stuff you don't need. You're like switching out stuff. But once the lifestyle gets settled, mm-hmm. um, that becomes very financially stable yeah. if you can 
make money. Keep your income stable. <laughs> you can keep your income stable, yes. which we cannot <laughs> at the moment. So cannot keep a stable income. Thank you. Thank COVID. you, COVID-19. Um, okay. Yeah. I feel like that answered that question. What is the biggest... Okay. The biggest van significant other pet peeve that did not exist before van life. So the biggest pet peeve about your significant other that did not exist pre-van life. Uh, I'm going to have to think on that one. Do you have one? I really don't want to avoid this question, but I, don't I want to do avoid it. I just need want to like, think on come, it. Okay. We'll think on it. Come back. Come on back it. to it. Okay. Um, who do you wish you could have dinner with right now? Dinner with? Yeah. LeBron James. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> another celebrity question. Uh, another celebrity crush answer of mine as well. Okay. <laughs> I wish I could have dinner with Kelsey and Ethan right now. Oh. That'd be cool, too. And Forrest. And Lucy and Fisher. I just wish I could have dinner right now. I think I'm getting hungry. <laughs> Podcasting makes me hungry. Yeah, it does. Um, craziest or best trip you've ever had? I mean in the spiritual sense. Craziest or best trip? I'm going to go with the drum circle at the moment, maybe because mm. it's just fresh on my mind. That whole, mm-hmm. it was a it was a trip of a night, for yeah. sure. It felt like I came, I woke up the next morning and I had lived a lifetime I'm just beautiful. I mean, like, I think at one point I said, like, or someone said, I slipped into heaven. Somehow, like, we were around the fire. We've been going forever. It's like, it's like something happened, and we have all just, like, slipped into this eternal Kaivalya. Uh, and what a beautiful wording. And it was like, yeah, that moment, the time we shared there was eternal, and I came out on the other side of it. Changed. And it's, I'm still being impacted. Have we talked about that? <laughs> I'm still being impacted go by back it to it. this. I mean, that was only a few days ago. So, yeah, it's going to keep on coming up. Uh, I would say um, the moment that I saw Kona as both Father Time and Mother Earth. <laughs> Maybe that's where we, his whole feminine thing yeah. started because we started calling them. Our spirit guardian. Mother Mother Earth and Father Time, a mm-hmm. mix of, like, existence. Mm-hmm. And then we started calling him Abuela. Mm-hmm. Because he has this like grandmother nurturing yes. gentle spirit but, like, about him, deep grandmother deep. wisdom. Yes, he has know. like you look into his mm-hmm. eyes, and there's like a there's a depth of historical wisdom about the earth he has in his eyes. We could literally talk about this forever. We could talk about Kona for. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so since you're hungry, favorite meal to cook in the van? Oh, we have a bunch of good ones. I mean, our dinner go tos always border on like vegan knockoffs of like Mexican food, mm-hmm. Hispanic food, like even Taco Bell, like cheesy gordita crunches we make. Or I like think, little mini quesadillas. Yes, always with jackfruit. Jackfruit tacos is what Justin called it, and he loved them yeah. all. Right, Bas- Justin? Yes, Justin loved the vegan food we can make for him. So basically, our favorite meal, I would say, is jackfruit, and then we make some sort of like Mexican. Well, sandwich. I was going to say, I think our breakfast veggie scrambles are, I think, really overall the most tasty thing we make they're the most satisfying yeah satisfying nutritious filling well balanced and it's just a scramble of veggies with some hemp hearts some crunchy chickpeas Mm -hmm. a little just just egg egg. which is vegan egg yeah i would say too we i mean we make a lot of the same foods like we pretty much eat the same thing every day if we have like yeah especially a few days we're gonna like be in one area and can get a routine as much as Mm -hmm. possible we will probably eat Along the same things for breakfast, lunch, and yeah. dinner. Which we did that in our house, too. Yes. Breakfast yeah. consists of, like, veggies scrambled. 
lunch consists of something kind of like easy, avocado like avocado toast. toast with hummus, maybe an apple and peanut mm-hmm. butter, maybe some cashews or nuts, and then dinner is some sort of jackfruit. Some sort thing. of jackfruit Mexican thing. Yeah, probably yeah. a little more like comfort food. Yeah, but yeah. still, like we eat the whole thing. It's like that was only two hundred calories because it's jackfruit. Because we our count fruit calories. Fruit is our meat. Yeah, because we count calories. <laughs> Lol, we don't. Is Caleb ever going to get rid of his dreads? What? Who are who's asking these questions? <laughs> you did get a lot of questions. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Ever? Never say never. A, a wise person once told me that. His name is Justin Bieber. <laughs> the Biebs. Um, people ask how long I've had the dreads. Now they're coming up on their four-year anniversary, and I feel like this past year is actually when they've like been dreads. Yeah. Finally, it's like people are like, "Wow, dude, those dreads look awesome. How long have you had them?" Mm-hmm. And it's like it's been a process. I think a lot of people listening probably have seen me along the journey, and you're like, "Yeah, they did not look like that at one point. <laughs> Once upon a time, I always said I didn't want to have like waist-length dreads." Um, or like long dreads like that because that would be more of a hassle of like maintenance and stuff. Like kind of the length they're at is what I always envision envisioned my perfect length, like almost down to my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> well, your longest dreads almost down. My to longest that. dreads are almost. So, down to like my when you say down to your nipples, do you mean your longest one or do you mean like the I could shortest? Def- one? I think I could definitely go a little longer, but now I don't know. I'm just kind of I'm just seeing how. They develop, and I'm not opposed. I think I do want to keep them around, but if they get to a length where I do feel like they're hard to maintain, rather than get all rid of them all, I wouldn't mind trimming them. Okay. That's a I very trim. you can trim them. Word. And so, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I'll let them. I'm definitely gonna let them grow a little longer. But if I don't like it, I'm down to trim them back a little bit. But keep them going. I think maybe maybe at least ten years. I mean, they're I'm really seeing. sexy. They are sexy. Yeah. I look at myself. I'm like. Okay. No, no. Okay, <laughs> no, that was that sexy. <laughs> okay. Who's your favorite baby? Baby? <laughs> like infant human? Yeah. I feel like Kelsey probably asked this <laughs> question, but any baby, really. Babies are our guides into the spiritual world. I guess if we're talking about babies I've like seen with my own eyes in the last year, <laughs> and then yes. Kelsey, your baby would probably be up there. (laughs) (laughs) Morris is pretty awesome. Who is your favorite dog in the world, yours or otherwise? Jet. Okay, moving on. Are y'all carpool? Are y'all up for carpooling from Alaska to Mexico? Yes. Mm -hmm. Is that because someone knew we want to go to Alaska? In I don't know. 20, this is all, all these questions. In are the such future, a mystery to you. in the future, they are such a mystery to me. No, we would be so down. And honestly, the longer I live in the van, the more down I am for that. I think in the beginning, like the first couple months, if you'd asked me that, like, yes, I want to do it, but part of me would have been like more, like, more scared. Oh yeah, you just slowly, even you just slowly get more and more outside your comfort zone. Yeah. It's like, I feel like one of our first podcasts in Moab, we were like. After we lived in Twin Lakes for like a month and mm-hmm. a half, and it's like, all right, let's go. We already figured it out here. And like going to Moab was like, all right, stepping out. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. even though we kind of knew Moab, we had never been left around Moab. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, it's kind of been done enough where it's like, I feel like we can go anywhere and make it work. And it starts to feel more and more realistic, I think, too. Like, in the beginning, it would be like, oh man, that'd be really cool, but I don't know if we could do that. But yeah. like, the more and more you live this lifestyle, like you were saying, the more and more you realize you can make it work, and it yeah it becomes more realistic. Yeah, it's like let's do it, let's make it happen. Like we're in Cali, we have driven to California at this point. We're Californians. All right, so this one would be more just for me. 
Um, but you actually spent a little bit of time there. Do you miss working with all of us at Comida? Yes, I do. Well, I miss everyone there. I miss everyone there, all my coworkers, um, my managers. Um, I definitely miss that. I miss that community. But I feel like I, I don't know, I carry you all with me. I take you all with me out here. I still feel you here. For those of you who don't know, Comida was the Mexican restaurant that I worked at before moving into the van. Favorite state you visited, not counting Tennessee or Colorado so far? Uh, Probably Alaska, but in terms of van life, I would probably say... Ooh. It's hard. It is hard. I liked kind of my big three right now in terms of the U.S. is Colorado, obviously, but then Utah, Arizona. Obviously, the time we spent the most time in. But I think, I mean, we we hear a lot about the other states out here, from Idaho to Montana, California, to California, and like Oregon and Washington. We've been to and are all beautiful. All mm-hmm. this whole the whole West, mm-hmm. just I always say, just west of Denver, either north or south, is the land I want to spend my time in, um, all the way up to Alaska. But I would say my favorite state, not counting Tennessee or Colorado, that I visited would be Hawaii. 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 I said west of Denver. I need, Hawaii I need in to the go east back. or the west? It was not far enough. Hawaii. Um, but that was pre-van life. Well, I guess that was... We, like, bought the van while we were in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Hawaii. But in van life... In van life, I mean, I know they said not Tennessee or Colorado, but I, don't, I think Colorado has been my favorite so far. It's just so vast and so different. It's so different. It's also different. You go in winter and there's six months of very different I mean, it's not, Colorado yes, space. it's not this place I want to be for the winter, but I, it is, it's just gorgeous. There are things there that I just, it's beautiful. And so, yeah, I love it. I think California could be up there. We'll see. I have not, this is my first time here. I've not explored. So we'll see. All right. Only two more questions. Okay. How much FUD could a FUD pucker puck if a FUD pucker could puck FUD? You'd probably fud a lot of puck. There we go. <laughs> what do you miss from pre-van life? Pre-van life? Um, being able to cook pizzas regularly. I that was my first thought, too. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's been a big, like, food item that we can't, we just can't really recreate out here in the life. And when we can get it, well, also, like traveling to these small towns there's not a whole lot of vegan options and mm-hmm. I, I know recently i don't want to give your answer away but you said like eating out it's just yeah. something you kind of miss more and like we've still eaten out but it's just a little harder to do well covid like, has i'd say well, that's yes. more covid than it is covid but then also like life. yeah and van life so that's a combo but yeah. just uh, yeah but be, being able to cook pizzas at home because mm-hmm. i feel like we cooked pizza more than we even like went out and got yeah. pizza in denver and now it's like mm-hmm. we can't even really cook pizza unless we have some more equipment to do it like over a fire or on the stove mm-hmm. and i don't know that seems like a little excessive just to get one thing to cook pizza <laughs> yeah. yeah no pizza was definitely my first thought but yeah simple you... answer pizza <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is kind of weird like what do you miss pre-van life after I thought of pizza and then you mentioned like going out to eat or like going to bars, like I miss that a lot too, but that's just pre COVID. That's pre COVID. I know. I couldn't, I was like, wait, I'm mixing that up with pre van life because, but it would have been cool. I know this isn't answering the question, but it would have been cool in the van, like with all these little small towns you're visiting to like go to their, you know, like little dive bars or their hole in the wall places or like not Mm -hmm. feel like we, yeah, not feel like we can't go out and do those things and explore the restaurants and explore the, 
Well, and we talked about it. I remember when we stayed in Bailey, it's like there were some dive bars mm-hmm. that we wanted to hit up, but you just, like in the van, you just don't, like if we want to go to a restaurant, it means the dogs are chilling outside in the van. All of our stuff is there. Well, <laughs> so that's it just true. ends up not happening as much. Like sometimes, like in Sedona a few times, we'll like call in spots and like pick up stuff yeah. to go as we're driving back out to the spot from like a, a little vegan spot. But rarely are we like... It happened a few times in Moab where we were, like, parking and going yeah. in and sitting down. And it was always, like, during the day on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, because, yeah, we don't want to be parking when it's dark. So mm-hmm. yeah. a lot more parameters Yeah, for definitely. That. I like how our answers are both centered around food. <laughs> yeah, well, then the other thing I would say, I think, like, bath. Oh, uh, Just, yeah. like, having running water available for bathing. Just uh, for baths, honestly. Like, yeah. I don't even really need it to wash dishes or wash my hands. Like, it's mainly for baths. I miss baths a lot. Miss baths. Yeah. Yeah, I just miss, yeah. And there are times, too, where I miss having, like, maybe, like, separate rooms. I mean, sometimes if it's okay outside, you know, one of us can be outside, one can be inside. But, like, I know we talked about this in our last episode, living cold van life where we're both just in the van life. Just in the van. I do miss having, I guess, the option to be in a room or space by myself. We should put up some beads over our bed that we can, like, hang up if you just want a little, like... Or, like, a curtain. A curtain. We need curtains in the back still. Okay. Still got some improvements. I really like that idea. Five months in, and we're still like, we could do this and need this, and we don't need that. (laughs) It is like owning a house. I feel like that's what people say with owning a house. I don't know. I never owned one. We own half a house and half a car. (laughs) That's what we own. Combined. Well, that's all the questions we got. And I think that's uh, we caught everyone up on where we're at. That was a lot of time. This might be two episodes worth here. (laughs) Yeah. If you're still hanging in there, thanks so much for making it this far into into this episode. We're going to go out and explore California for a couple of days. And then actually head back to Arizona and then slowly start making our way back to Denver mm-hmm. for the new year. Yep. And then, and then who 2021 knows? is too far away to even think about. Too where far away we're and be. can't get here but soon enough. keep on listening to the podcast and we will catch you up on where we end up and where we at and thanks for listening we love all of you and and if you want to come meet us come meet us in camp in the mysterious spot in moab all the things if you want to come meet us come meet us blah 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 we love you thanks for listening share the podcast no i'm just kidding if you like it share peace out peace out